Welcome to this edition of the Technology Pill, a podcast that looks at how technology is reshaping our lives every day and exploring the different ways that governments and companies use tech to increase their power. My name is Gus Hossein, and I'm the Executive Director at Privacy International. And I'm Caitlin, I'm PI's Campaigns Officer. Hi. Today's podcast is about Clearview. From huge fines to new business opportunities to the news that Clearview may be being used in Ukraine, there's a mix of updates, news, and our newest Clearview campaign. So Clearview appeared into the mainstream when the New York Times wrote a story about them in 2020. And if you go to Clearview's website now, you will see a company that's very proud of the amount of scrutiny it's received from the media. It labels itself as Time's 100 Most Influential Companies of 2021. And all of this for a firm that essentially builds facial recognition using artificial intelligence by scraping from the internet any photo from various social media platforms and any other places where photos of people may be. So if you are a traditional facial recognition company, you would try to create a data set. You would try to buy a data set. Clearview instead just went across the internet and scraped what it could and called that their data set and built what they call an intelligence platform trusted by law enforcement. And also front row center of their website is how proud they are that Ukraine has started using Clearview's AI facial recognition during war. Yeah. If you could see us right now, you'd see us scrunching our faces with this. Yeah. We're less proud of that one. Yeah. They're very proud. They're in the front cover of the New York Times magazine. They're very proud. They're in the news all the time. Very proud they're in the news with like titles like The End of Privacy. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're in the news, but they're in the news like with people being mean about them. They're very much fans of the, what is it? There's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. And I'm very proud of the fact that we are partly to blame for some of their bad press, particularly with some of the fantastic work you're going to be hearing about from our colleague, Lucy. No teaser, so. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lucie Audibert. I'm a lawyer and legal officer at Privacy International. You also are currently running a partners in surveillance project and you helped draft like the millions of legal complaints we've sent in about Clearview, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Clearview is why we're back here today talking talking about Clearview, like the third or fourth podcast I think we've done because there's interesting news. Always, always interesting news about Clearview. <laughs> <laughs> It's a yeah mixed bag, I think. Um, we're going to start off with the fun stuff, which is a brand new judgment. Yes. So on the 9th of March 2022, Italy's Data Protection Authority found that Clearview's data processing was in breach of GDPR and imposed a 20 million euro fine on the company, which is the maximum fine that you can give under the GDPR. So that was great news. It came about as a result of the complaint we filed with our partner there, uh, Hermes Center for Transparency. It's the latest and the first decision to impose an actual fine on Clearview and to go as far as it has. The UK fine for now is only provisional, so it hasn't been imposed yet. 
and then Clearview has to delete yet more faces. Clearview has to delete all the faces that it collected from Italian residents, which is pretty much a technological impossibility. <laughs> Pointing the finger once again to the unviability of Clearview's business model. That's a good point. Is there any like follow-up that people can do to prove that they haven't deleted all the faces? Like, are they going to delete all the ones they know to be from Italy? Like, how do they do that? <laughs> they can't. That's the thing. They literally cannot. Um, and actually, in January, Clearview has filed the first court case outside of the U.S. to challenge the orders imposed by Canadian data privacy authorities to delete the data because they're saying decisions were unreasonable and impossible to implement. So that's the thing. When Clearview collects faces, it does so indiscriminately, and it has no way of knowing whether a face belongs to an Italian resident, French resident, Canadian resident, even if they tried and imposed some sort of filtering based on IP address of whatever the website or the uploader of the picture, even that wouldn't work because what matters is where is the person in the photo, which that, that's something they can't figure out. Oh, I suppose if they did try, it would also be a deeply privacy invasive and indeed <laughs> terrifying process. Indeed. So it's just a vicious circle. Yeah, a super vicious circle. But they're, they're not the only ones. Belgium have also said it's illegal and the use by police there. Yes. This is the story I don't 100% understand. It's a more specific decision. and It's not a judicial or anything similar to that. It's basically a statement by, I think, the interior minister that the use of Clearview's tool by the Belgian police was illegal. So it's important because obviously for now, Clearview's tool has mostly been used by police and law enforcement. So it's just one more decision to add the panoply of decisions against Clearview. A very similar decision was taken by Sweden, I think last year, uh, saying similarly that the use by Swedish police of Clearview was unlawful. Fun times to be Clearview. Mm. And then the last kind of update on things that have been happening with Clearview before we get into the kind of primary reason we wanted to do this podcast is the news that Ukraine may be using Clearview in their fight against invading Russian forces. That's right. So last week, Reuters revealed that Clearview had offered its tool to Ukraine's defense ministry for free. It was originally not confirmed whether Ukraine was actually using it, but it was then later confirmed by Ukraine that the are considering using the tool. Uh, we don't obviously have details on whether and how they're using it, but this has caused a great stir at PI. We're all very concerned about this. And the reason is deploying technology in a war context needs to be very, very, very carefully thought through. And we do not trust Clearview to have thought the implications through. Yeah, it does rather up the stakes a bit. Yeah, and especially when you're talking about a technology that has been found to be rights invasive and uh, restriction on exercising certain freedoms, especially the online freedoms, in a context where war also happens online and where citizen mobilization also happens online, we think that's gravely concerning, especially that we know that you know the Russian government has been very efficient at online disinformation and manipulation. So we're really concerned and we're pretty sure this feels like an exploitation of people's 
suffering and distress in order for Clearview to boast about their product and try to sanitize their image. Fun times. I'll link our article about it, which goes into a bit more information about our concerns and the whole steez in the description wherever you listen to the podcast. But the kind of, I don't want to say the biggest because it's not the biggest, but the kind of most interesting ongoing, is that even fair? The thing that we wanted to make the podcast about (laughs) is the thing we're going to talk about now. So in February, there was a Washington Post article which revealed kind of Clearview's view on their future in a way that was really interesting. So Clearview are currently looking for about $50 million from from various investors. And they've been pitching those investors with a presentation that is like uh, a bit wild. And they've been telling investors that they're on track to have 100 billion facial photos in their database, which would be 14 photos for each person on Earth, and claiming that it would be enough to ensure that almost anyone in the world is identifiable. And I think they think that that's like a good thing. And I guess for their insane business model, it is, but it's terrifying. So they've done this pitch deck and they've been going around pitching investors. And one of the investors handed the presentation over to the Washington Post and it's wild. But what's interesting to us is they included a list of companies that they might be involved with in the future. So clearly so far has been saying, you know, oh, we take our technology very seriously and we only license it to like police forces and governments for, you know, the most serious possible reasons and offences because we we take our technology seriously. And this pitch deck kind of says, but what if we didn't though? And then there's a ton of fairly popular commercial companies that they could get into a relationship with, including Bumble and Match Group. Match Group own Tinder. They also own Match.com. I think they also own OkCupid. Lyft, Uber, Airbnb, Handy, which is like a handyman company. So you get on an app and they like send you a handyman. Sitter City, which is a babysitting app. And then three ID verification apps called Verif, Jumio, and Onfido. And the implications are really scary. Yeah, that's right. In most of its communications so far, Clearview had always said that, as you said, they would only sell to law enforcement and that was their primary objective. But now it's quite clear that they are eyeing a massive expansion to the private sector and hoping that companies will buy their dodgy tool and access to their database. We actually know that quite a few of these companies have made statements about it and said that they're not working with Clearview, obviously, and they've asked Clearview to remove their logos from their investor pitch. But we're still obviously concerned that some companies might be interested in partnering up with Clearview in the future. We also just don't want Clearview to have the money. Like Clearview are going to investors and saying, these are the people we could work with to try and get $50 million, amongst other things they said they wanted to lobby governments to get better regulation for themselves in the future. Uh So we just don't want them to have the money. (laughs) So what we've decided to do essentially is go to each of the companies they listed saying they want to work with them to ask them to pledge that they will not be working with Clearview in the future. Because yeah, like Bumble, Match, when we spoke to them, Lyft and Uber in the Washington Post article, a couple of others have said, 
we do not have a relationship with Clearview. We have no current plans to work with Clearview. And we're very, very angry they've used our logo. But none of them have said we would never work with Clearview. And what we want to do is start building a list of people who are saying, Clearview have obtained their data illegally and try and prevent Clearview from getting the investor funding that they want in the long run. Like, it's not just that we think that they shouldn't be doing this, it's that we think they shouldn't exist. (laughs) You know, there are some companies where their business model is just fundamentally bad. And Clearview is one of them. Yeah, so that's the plan. And one of the things that you can do if you're interested is ask those companies with us. If you go to our website, which is pvcy.org forward slash dodgy data, then you can find the open letter we've written these companies. You can find information on how and what, if you're interested, to tweet at those companies or to post on other social media. You could just post on your social media. You don't necessarily need the tweets that we've written to do that. But what we want to do is to get a commitment from those companies that we can keep an eye on that says we would never work with Clearview. And we don't need to be that hard because, again, they've been proven time and time again in lots of different jurisdictions that their business model is illegal. <laughs> like, it's not even ethically dubious. It's illegal. Yep. It's illegal in a growing number of countries. We're waiting for more countries' decisions, but we're expecting to all go in the same direction. And as Caitlin was saying, it's This company simply should not exist. There's no change in the way they do business and no change in their technology that would make it any more acceptable. We think that no safeguards are good enough to protect against the harm that they pose to society because their technology represents a fundamental shift in our relation to online and offline privacy and to the provision and construction of spaces for personal and social development. So it needs to be outright banned, as is already happening in a number of places, and we hope everyone will follow suit. Like Even if they manage to delete all the data and comply with these judgments, they've still built an algorithm that is profiteering off the data that they illegally collected. Like No judgment so far, emphasis on so far, has ruled that they have to delete their algorithm and start again. But it's not impossible in in the future that is a judgment that will come. The Illinois judgment, for example, America has started deleting algorithms as a thing, right? So the FTC started ordering algorithmic destruction in its third judgment so far. It's asked for algorithms to be deleted when they were built off of unlawfully collected data or off of biased code or algorithms. So that's something we hope that other authorities around the world will take example on because the infrastructures of power that you build based on unlawfully collected data or even biased data will keep pervading society if you don't destroy them. So you need to start with a clean slate. You need to start with a blank page if you know that your algorithm was unlawfully developed. And out of interest, do you think it could be an outcome of the Illinois case? That's a difficult question because the law under which Clearview is being sued in Illinois, I don't think provides for that as a potential remedy. Right. That doesn't mean that then US authorities couldn't then decide to order that. But within the strict confines of the Illinois case, I'm not sure. Interesting.
just to highlight why we think companies really need to take this pledge. Clearview's tech is not just some new, risky, innovative thing that might evolve to become an acceptable technology in the future. It's something that, as we've said and covered in many ways, is profoundly at odds with a democratic, open, and just society. And actually, the biggest tech giants out there, like you know Amazon, Google, Microsoft, etc., have either stopped or greatly limited their development of facial recognition technology, or at least canceled certain contracts with government agencies because they've recognized that the ethical implications are just too high. And Clearview is kind of exploiting this reticence by other tech companies to fill that space with its unethical technology without carrying out all these assessments that other companies are supposed to have performed. So that's why when we're asking companies to take a pledge that they won't work with Clearview, we're not asking for anything controversial. We're asking for the basic commitment to not partner with a company that will be exploiting users' data and in that process, breaching users' trust, especially that the companies we're asking this from are companies who have direct relationships with their users. They're companies whose users trust with a lot of their personal sensitive data, such as obviously Tinder and all these dating apps. You confide a lot of sensitive stuff to them. And knowing that they might be using Clearview for various internal purposes is just extremely worrying and concerning. It is interesting because of the facial recognition companies, Clearview is the one that also it surfaces your picture and surfaces a link to where it got the picture, which means that it doesn't just say like your name. It's like, here is some more pictures of this person and their Facebook account and their Twitter account. And, you know, someone we spoke to, it surfaced like a picture they were in from a conference they'd been to. So it's also, here is a conference they've been to. Maybe here is the area in which they live. You know, it wouldn't be acceptable and mundane if it did just surface more pictures in your name, but it doesn't. It surfaces just your whole existence on the internet, where not even a picture you've posted, but a picture anyone has ever posted of you. Hence why Clearview is not just a facial recognition company, they're an online surveillance company. And they've become this kind of all-encompassing surveillance company that has just found this like massive breach in our understanding of technology to insert itself and just exploit all of our previous concerns. But even the platforms that they've been exploiting had already banned that mm-hmm. kind of scraping. Like Clearview's founder is banned from Facebook because Facebook has already said they don't allow that kind of scraping of data. And they sent Clearview a cease and desist. Like the companies that are being scraped to get the facial images. So the companies Clearview are using as like an intermediary to steal your data. Almost like... <laughs> This is a really terrible metaphor. Those companies are like the banks that Clearview are holding you hostage in to like steal money. Yeah. To steal your money. There we go. It kind of works as a metaphor. Not a great metaphor. No, that works great. That's exactly (laughs) it. And any company that would contract with Clearview in the future, either, either now or in the future, would basically be bypassing their own ethical obligations to not develop or deploy a highly controversial facial recognition system or online surveillance system and just contract it out to Clearview, which we think would be in breach of their own ethical and human rights obligations. 
yes, in America, two senators even introduced a bill like just designed to block public money from going to Clearview, like just specifically Clearview because the data was illegitimately obtained, which is true. Love it. And a good plan. Yeah. You know, yeah, do that. Yeah, <laughs> so, please yeah. do that. <laughs> tweet at these companies. We've got a list of them again on our website at pvc.org forward slash dodgy data. You can Instagram them. LinkedIn is a great place because Clearview are cowards and they're only on in LinkedIn. But the companies that we have a list of so far, because the Washington Post article is a little bit ambiguous about which companies are on the pitch deck, but are Bumble, Match Group, Lyft, Uber, Airbnb, Handy, City City, Verif, Jumio, and Onfido. And they will be in the description and on our website, bbc.org forward slash dodgy data. And yeah, like go tell them what you think of this because I can't imagine it's anything good. Yep. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can tell us what you think about the podcast by visiting pvcy.org slash tpsurvey. And you can sign up to be the first to learn more about our work at pvcy.org slash pod sign up. And we'll include some links to relevant articles and information in the description wherever you're listening. Rate and subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you use or on our website by going to pvcy.org slash tech pill. Music is courtesy of Sepia. This podcast is produced by Max Burnell for Privacy International.